0: In back east, yeah. where we started doing this original, where we had the idea to do this shit, yeah. So that was how, it. Just tripped me out for a minute, man. Cause I went like. back again man i just cruised down to colorado springs your new spot which uh is pretty fucking dope i gotta say and the the drive is is decent down here too it's just about two hours from my new place down here to to yours but it's i mean you just get that front range yeah coming down it's fucking For sure. nice it just kind of reminds me and even parts of it even reminded me when i was driving down of northern california i did a road trip there a couple summers ago and it, I'm it's just awesome fucking scenery, man. It really is. Colorado never fails to disappoint on no. that front. I really like enjoy Colorado, but like you said, I went
1: to California, I think it was Route fifty five we drove into South Lake Tahoe. It could be fifty. Trying to remember, but you were like up in the mountains. Dude, I wanna man.
0: go to Lake it Tahoe was though. That place looks so fucking cool. It dude. is. We gotta
1: go there. We already talked about doing a road trip
0: there. Yo. The, uh, I just saw this in the last week or so, Tahoe got like six to eight feet of snow shit in the last couple of weeks, so there's, like, they were trying to, the local police was saying, don't come here, because so many people were coming to ski, and it, you'd be stuck on the road for like eight hours, because so many people are off the road, and you just straight up couldn't drive, even if you had a decent rig, because there's like feet of snow, like, even <laughs> somewhere like that where they're well accustomed to dealing with it, you can't deal with that, that's like Buffalo, New York type <laughs> shit. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, so come on. They got some kind of record breaking snow there. I don't know. Maybe that's one of those opposite global warming effects. <laughs> <laughs> or some kind of shit. But Tahoe's kind of being dumped out. I would love to go there anytime, man. I'm sure in the winter it's fucking beautiful, the skiing, all that. I'm sure in the summer it's just as cool, not, not better. So I'd love to check out Tahoe, man. But yeah, shit. Back to Colorado, dude. Like I said, just cruise down to the springs. I'm always impressed when I come down here. It's just uh, it's just like a different vibe. You get like slightly different trees, different rocks and shit, and of course a little bit different flavor of pe- people because Boulder is, is hippied out hard. Right. Yeah. So I did. It's uh, definitely a
1: different vibe up there for sure. Yeah, absolutely,
0: man. And I saw I haven't even really shown you around. Well, you haven't even seen close to the we- no. weird weirdness of Boulder, man it's that boulder bubble man it's good boulder that's why i like i live right outside of town in the mountains so i'm not like right in that bullshit all the time <laughs> like, i drive through that that fucking place place like an anthropologist <laughs> like look at that one <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> well just like you say it too it's so interesting the variety of vehicles that go through there all the way from like you know anywhere between three hundred thousand dollar vehicles to like maybe uh, 500 bucks. I
0: saw all going through at the same the time so month, often it's crazy two lambos man. that's what i mean Well, the middle, there's middle like, of winter two. terrible place to drive them but the to me some of the coolest cars ever and these were even some of the older school ones too not like the because they're the new ones are still great don't get me wrong and that's like of course the best they've put out so far performance and all that but couple of years back, like, where they started that classic Lambo body style, that was, that was my favorite, man. Like, For sure. Like, there,
1: like, I was actually pulled up to the one over here by the Sprouts, you know, that I go to. So I was like, hell, pull in this Harley parking lot and check out this Lamborghini that's covered in snow, sitting in the fucking middle of the Harley-Davidson parking lot. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It was so it. I pulled I it up and I didn't though. care if I looked suspicious. I was just going to check it out. The thing was dope, man. Like, I did not realize how wide they are. Like, yeah, they're sure. so, it's another at least two inches wider than my pickup, you know? It was, it was pretty mm-hmm. impressive.
0: Yeah, they're, uh, they're badass cars. Oh, man, man, it made me
1: want one really bad. It looked really it's bad. Yeah. But the thing is, if, be realistic about a Lambo real quick. I heard this from somebody. How many times did you drive that guy?
0: You know what I mean? What is that like, an everyday vehicle? Hell no, unless you live in like Miami or somewhere, especially not somewhere like Boulder or whatever, even though of course there's a lot of money to support that that kind of shit. But no, it's it's a very occasional it's like having a, a second home you go to a couple weekends a year. And I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense, but if someone has the cash to do that and they want to do that, like I understand, man. Maybe it's like a ski condo or something, that's cool. But I just always go back to like we both we worked on so many houses around Vermont that these people like they were some of the nicest houses around, and they never were even there. Like, I, was, I, would never, I would never meet the owner, never talk to him, except on the phone. Just go there, type in the code, do the work, whatever, and get out. And you could tell, like, the house is just no one's ever there. Like, they literally, they come up a couple weekends of winter or summer or whatever their season of choice is. And that, to me, is just a little bit too wasteful to make sense. Like, regardless of, I don't know, man, if you're like Jeff Bezos or someone, whatever, own a fuckload of houses, it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense for people who, like, say, I don't know, live in New York and just have a, a whole other nice house in Vermont, that they have to put... And I'm not even really thinking on the money, because like I said, if you have the money, that's just not a factor. It's not the same as someone who, who couldn't Stretching afford that. Yeah, they're either. not. It's just whatever. It's, it's expendable income for them. I'm more thinking of just... Everything you have to deal with, because like, they still have to get it plowed. They have to fucking, they to call me to get the work done on that. It seems like a lot of extra weight on your mind for something you don't really get the enjoyment out of. So yeah. Who knows? That's all in context anyway, so...
1: See, that's interesting that you're thinking about that,
0: because I
1: have been thinking about maybe looking into buying a place, you know, and, and using that as my first step to rent out and stuff, but do I really want to deal with that hassle, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. see... I'm trying to see weigh it out over how much money can I make. I would rather weigh out what my happiness level is, my stress levels are. I have control of that. So even in in like thinking how much responsibility I want, like I've been thinking about owning a, a business. You know, maybe jumping into owning a gym. And sometimes there's a, there's a lot of pressure goes on. I know what it takes to own a company. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stress at times. I mean, you can control it the best you can, but it's going to be in regardless and it's a lot of work it's all the time you when if you're an owner you work 24 hours a day mm-hmm. pretty much i mean honestly i mean you are sleeping sometimes worrying about it there's times that you can get it to a certain point but no matter what it's on your mind
0: yeah i i, I hear you 100 percent one of my main goals for sure is to own my own business but i'm damn sure not doing it until I'm good and ready. That's like, what I mean. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not ready to actually do like you got to be able to and, run
1: it good. Like, I see people making all these mistakes out here with like, oh, yeah. opening up all these coffee yeah, shops and shit. Yeah, I,
0: I want to run a successful business Yeah, I want to run a couple of burnouts. Look, if you, sure. you go through some shit and learn, for sure, a lot of small businesses do that. But yeah, I want to run an absolutely like, exceptionally successful business. That would be my end goal for sure. And yeah, I wouldn't want to push it. I've thought of the same thing. I've considered trying to invest in a house before with the idea of maybe living in it, but most likely renting it. And probably even, like, if I tried to buy a house now, it would be to live in and rent out, too, which uh, that situation can work well. I know a guy right next to the house I first moved into in Boulder. He, when he was in college, he went there to see you, and he was probably four or five years out when I met him. He just he started renting a house, when he, and then he was like, oh, shit. And I don't know if he, he had the money or family or whatever got a loan. He was like, I'm just going to buy one. Bought it, obviously financed it, so then he's getting his rent paid for, or basically paying, rent, paying mortgage instead of rent, and then he decided to move back to California. Now he has a house that he's just renting out in a prime spot in Boulder. Easy as fuck to rent, pretty low maintenance, and seems to work out perfect for him yeah so yeah i don't know man i, I like the the idea that it, i always hear and this just isn't anything i know that much about that investing in real estate is one of the best bets i don't know like, i got family members who own different houses and rent them i think it can work well or... i think it's
1: just a really good investment overall because for one thing if you own a house and it's a de- decent location or it's a decent house then it's always can be some type of money that you that you can use and Unfortunately, that's important to all of us here the fucking money. We need that shit. So, that is just a big lump sum. I think that's why real estate is so much better, just because of the lump sum alone. And it's always necessary. I mean, it's. It's kind of like you need a dentist and you need fucking trash guy, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. And it's, <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: it's totally in the context of what you want to do in your life, but it seems like a lot of people, you hear all different levels of financial success do that. Either they yeah. own the property to resell it or to rent it. It seems like a smart bet. So that's definitely something i want to be doing down the road, for sure. But I don't know, man. Like, maybe... Say, if I had, I had enough money that I wanted to have a second home somewhere, but I'm just, just talking about it, I think that shit's wasteful. I feel like a pretty obvious solution to that now, which, again, could be worth the hassle, might not be. But say you only, it's across the country, or the ski condo, I guess, or whatever, somewhere you wouldn't be using all year, Airbnb that shit. Yeah. Then you can still use it whenever you want, and get income from it, and have other people enjoy a cool space, too. So For sure, yeah. Some, there's just so many options to do shit like that, man. But also, this reminds me, this is way back, uh, I heard him mention this anecdote on his podcast, Tim Ferriss was talking about, in his early days, before, I think he was already doing well like as an author, but not, uh, not anywhere near the level he was now. He had a house somewhere in California, I don't remember the city, and he was, uh, he was still on the move, like he moved to LA or wherever he's at, San Francisco, and all his friends were telling him to sell or rent the house. And he was like, I, I thought about doing that, but I was making good money and I weighed the amount of money I would get. So he's paying whatever the upkeep on it. He said it was like a couple, say a couple thousand dollars a month. I'm sure it was a nice house. He was paying that and they were like, you sure offset that cost. It's like a stupid financial decision. Right, yeah. And he thought about it. He ended up just leaving the fucking thing vacant until he sold it because he said paying that to him was Worth way more than the hassle of dealing with renters and leases and all that shit you have to deal with as a landlord. It made perfect sense for him, and then I'm pretty sure he turned a profit when he finally flipped the house. So it all worked out yeah. in the end. But that's just a perfect example of where it would make sense <coughs> temporarily to not take on the hassle yeah. of like trying to and that's to, and I don't mean like right
1: when down. I say I hope they don't I hope you guys don't misunderstand me when I say that it's a it's a lot of hassle to own a business and stuff like you wouldn't I mean definitely but. Like you're saying, you want to be ready. You want to have as many, as much outlook on that business as you can before you jump into it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to own a gym, so it's kind of ideal that I work at a gym for a while. You know what I mean? I go to different gyms. I experience different trainers. You know, I get that variety, a blend, the learning experiences of a few years. And I think with that, it's also going to bring a lot of... Uh, it's going to bring a lot of quality with you. Yeah, you know, just having a lot That's all why experience. I like
0: this job for you when you got it too because it's obviously, and it almost goes without saying for anyone that knows you, man, you're going to own some kind of gym or training business in your life. Like, I mean, I would bet anything <laughs> yeah. on it. So yeah. it's a perfect thing, like, Say, a couple years down the road, you want to move on from this job. You got all that experience, and that's more Tim Ferris shit. Or um, even
1: if I just take over you, part of this. You know? uh, no, absolutely. Yeah, so you, I mean, you,
0: you, yeah, you work at a franchise gym, so you want your own franchise, a couple of them, whatever. <laughs> but regardless of the, whatever you do, like I said, because there's so many different possibilities down the road, you still get the experience of how to manage a gym. So you yeah. have that's probably worth more than the money you're getting paid. Oh, for sure. Honestly, the money's just to, to pay the bills and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And hey, what you're, you're getting a lot out of that, man. So I think that's a perfect move. And I think that exact philosophy applied to anything, whether it's work or just anything you do, be like, could I get a good outcome of this, out of this no matter what? Like, regardless of whether you continue doing it or not, whatever you, you're, you're choosing to do, then get something, basically, t- something that you can take forward with you a skill or just info that will be useful in other areas of your life and then the same way it's honestly that's just some straight workout philosophy man <laughs> just expanded up the ladder because that's what i like to do i'm trying to do strength moves that give me the most carry over to all the other stuff you yeah, know what i mean exactly. for example a fucking deadlift you know i think that's one of the best exercises out there because it has so much crossover to almost any movement you can do like there's very few things i would say the deadlift in different ways that it would be applied is not going to be helpful yeah, so right here
1: real quick i'm gonna segue us off a little bit on the deadlift because i want to talk about this i'm glad that you brought it up <coughs> Dude, so i'm um, not gonna not bring it i know i know <laughs> <laughs> well it's just because you know we used to do them with straight bar and stuff we used to do like the sumos yeah. and stuff but that was like the best one for my back
0: so real quick I, i've been doing deadlifts for the last few months i'll do it like Usually once a week, sometimes twice. And right now, I think they just got a trap bar, a little weight room off the gym that I train at. I'm doing uh, straight bar deadlifts for a while. And to throw it in there, too, the deadlift, the biggest thing about it, you fuck up, is obviously compromising your lower back, yeah. your lumbar spine. For whatever reason, out of all the workouts I fucked up back in the day, squats, bench press, all the bad form or whatever, tweak joints here or there, I guess it's probably just how I'm built. Like, I have long arms. The deadlift, I always use perfect form. Yeah, that's and why that,
1: you've always been really strong in the deadlift. Yeah, and it was always for
0: yeah. sure one of my best lifts. So yeah. I would uh, I would caution people against deadlifting heavy at the beginning in almost any context, but building up to the exercise, or what I'm pretty sure you're about to say, go in on, well, I like the, a lot of variation. Well,
1: I like the trap bar. I, I have used the trap bar many times, and like I have my so, own. And, real quick, I just
0: want to say, because I'm sure some people don't know what the fuck a trap bar is. You've yes. been to any big gym, they probably have one. It's the, the barbell, but you stand in the middle of it. So it has the weights <laughs> on either end, and it splits around you, and then it'll have two parallel handles. So you'll be having yeah. your hands straight out on either side, and then you can deadlift standing in the middle. So instead of the weight being in front of you, it shifts that more directly over your center of gravity. Exactly. What it does like for your uh, mechanics when you're lifting, it makes it a lot uh, easier to keep a good core position and protect that that lower back. Yeah. And, I did, and I've done that one, since, I,
1: since I herniated my, di- my discs. I just do it that way to make sure I don't put a lot of pressure in that area because I... You know, I do a lot of other things, so I wanted so to give dude, as much. I just
0: saw this the other day. I'm sorry to cut you off again, but it's more deadlift shit. So <laughs> okay. the world record in the deadlift is by a strong man named Eddie Hall, like world's yeah. strongest man kind of guy. He's a, a short fucker too. And I think
1: I mentioned. Well, him he's in the short past- fucker at six three or something. No,
0: I think he's actually under six. I think no, he's one of those, really? Yeah, Eddie, I'm pretty sure Eddie Hall is, but I couldn't call. He's under gone. six and he's like three hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah, look it up here. Cause I'm curious <laughs> Yeah. But so he has the world record in the deadlift and. He's been holding it down, he, he, it was something, the world record's gone from like 420 kilograms all the way up to like, I think he hit 5 500 kg even, which is just over a 1,000 pounds, and he's been holding that down for the last 3 or 4 years at least, he's a freakishly strong dude, and a weird one too, I saw a documentary on him a while back, man, he was a swimmer when he was younger. So what did we want to know about him? Yes, he, yeah, he is by creative swimmer. How uh, how tall is Eddie Hall? Who's currently has <laughs> the world record for the deadlift?
1: He is okay. We go. We got three hundred and sixty-two lbs.
0: <sighs> That's how much he weighs. That's how much yeah, he weighs. Three
1: hundred sixty-two pounds. Okay, hold on.
0: So the reason I brought him up is because there, and I think. Bro Fitness is sponsoring it, but it might just be because that's the the bar they were choosing to use. There are a lot of different types and uh, controversy about it. He's 6'3", so yeah. he is bigger than I thought. So yeah. I guess I'm just considering him... Because small. he doesn't look
1: that small when he's... Well, he looks small standing next to fucking 6'9". Brian Shaw and
0: the mountain. Who the mountain... The Mountain, Yeah, Brian Shaw is eight drums. six eight, and fucking the mountain is 6'9". Brian Shaw, I'm pretty sure, is from Colorado. He's been one of the world's strongest guys running for... a couple for, of years. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, easily one of the top guys in the world. He's like 6'8", 400 pounds. So I guess, yeah, I, I was yeah, just no, confusing him. Yeah, no, yeah, the uh, fucking... The Hoffman, whatever the hell is named there, Thor. Half Thor Bjornsson. That's Half Thor Bjornsson, from uh, yeah. From Game of Thrones, and for anyone not familiar, it, he's gotten his name out there pretty well at this point. That guy is actually, has won the World's Strongest Man competition. He's not just like a big actor, he's actually an active competitor right now, and Super savage. Like in every he's that guy is fucking insane, man, the kind of work he, he puts is. in. Every, and he's
1: actually working out he's been working out with uh Mufu. You yeah, know, that? Seen have of you those seen yet. those things? Like so he, they look it's pretty that's what about. those
0: guys are doing. So like Juju Mufu, we mentioned many times, he's just this freakish like powerlifting <laughs> acrobat guy who's got he got went viral on Instagram he's and crazy YouTube and all that guy. shit a while back and now he has like a pretty large following online with people like uh the mountain half Thor if I'm even saying that name right what's so good for them is because as much as he he's, what I meant by him getting himself out there obviously Game of Thrones really put him over the top of being probably the biggest star out of that kind of obscure sport of strong men for sure but also linking up with guys like Jujimufu Mufu who's probably got a couple million subs across his different platforms that really, like, connects him with people. And you can see he's actually, as much as he's a fucking monster, kind of a funny guy. Like, he'll fuck around, do do goofy shit. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, of course, then you see the actual, like, raw training. Whereas before, like, if you're an athlete like that, it was hard to break out of your little niche because he would, like, maybe he just puts out deadlift videos of him. But only certain people, like us for sure, <laughs> but not too many others, want to watch just, like, a deadlift pyramid set or some <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? But a video with doing some crazy acrobatic shit, them being goopy, maybe they show some, some of the food they're eating too, they get a real look at what these guys actually do, it kind of personalizes them more. And this happens to all sorts of different areas, celebrities and shit, I just really love to see with athletes like that, because I think it really, one, it gives them their due, it gives, I respect him even more than I already would have just off the numbers he puts up, but it uh. It lets a normal person get a little bit of a look at that, but it also puts hella money in his pocket, which it's a hard sport to make a lot of money. Those bodybuilding, powerlifting stuff, it's not like being a fucking NFL player or something, even if you're a a pretty high-level star in that exact sport. Now you get all this crossover appeal. Obviously, he's going to have other movie roles after Game of Thrones, which last season coming up this year, I'm too fucking hyped (laughs) for that. But hopefully he should still be in it. Too, for sure, but it's up in the air, and I don't know what they're going to do with the script because actually the book, the the show overtook the books. I know you don't watch it, so I'm, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you on this. So no, I've
1: watched a little bit of it, like here and there on YouTube. Best show ever, right it's now. really like good. I need something. to, I know, but like I said, I don't have time. It's an investment, so. though it is, because they're
0: hour-long episodes. <laughs> <laughs> We're on season seven or something <laughs>
1: Oh or, man, that's like fucking a long time. So <laughs> man, let's uh. Let's go. Okay, go so hold on. Let's started. go back to that deadlift. Though. Yeah. I still want
0: to talk about that. So yeah, that's what I was getting at. With the reason, the only reason I brought up all these strongmen. So Ian, it might be at the Arnold, or I think it, I'm pretty sure it is the Arnold, because the Arnold Classic is coming up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Relatively soon. So and that's a giant uh, bodybuilding show, but really, it's they have all sorts of everything from like fighting to to acrobatic shit. It's actually the largest sports festival in the world at this point. In Columbus, Ohio every year we can for sure go to that shit. <laughs> yeah, all right, so we'll uh we're gonna take a quick Here's break a quick... and we'll be back with the dead list. Alright, we back. Business calls. Business calls. But, but <laughs> yo, hold up. So you you just had to take a quick call about work. I already know, I was just I had to get a few few reps in on the, the pull-up bar because <laughs> you have a motherfucking power rack in your living room <laughs> by the way also i got the handstand
1: by right there underneath you, you there. have a gym like in your living room actually in two rooms a
0: legit power rack too and i don't remember so that's the same power rack you have which is basically like the biggest and in my opinion most important piece in the basement gym back in back east yeah. where we started doing this original where we had the idea to do this shit yeah so that was how, it just tripped me out for a minute man because i just want to like straight up if if i i'm sitting idle for a minute and there's anything to do pull-ups on <laughs> i'm about to do that and I <laughs> and then I, I was in the middle of doing a few reps i was like this is the same rack i, used, I did so many pull-ups on that and you're yeah. In the basement back like damn man that's funny we worked on a lot of shit with that thing just tripped me out but um yeah so so right back to it though i brought up all that strongman in the deadlift context because i'm pretty sure the arnold or either way something coming up very soon this company and i want to say rogue the crossfit equipment company but that doesn't really matter is putting yeah. out a challenge 50 grand if anyone can break that 500 kg deadlift record that you all has so <laughs> The mountain's gonna be competing. I don't think Brian Shaw is. Maybe he's hurt or not or something. But he, he is he working out. And unless he's just training, I be totally he's, off. Him and Eddie Hall
1: have been doing a lot of stuff together lately. Like, so he, you know, he, I think, I think almost like uh, Brian is training. So training, Eddie, he to could totally
0: honest. be there. But I just saw the list when on the article I read, and it was like it was the mountain, uh, one other, you know, Polish guy, one of the top strong, strongmen, a few other, I'm sure, world's strongest men competitors that I'm not familiar with. They're all going to try to do this shit. They're doing it kind of like how... This is another thing that fascinates me, man. And we can jump back if you have something else on the dead list. uh, They're doing it like the Nikes trying to push the the four-minute mile. But did you watch that documentary? You would love this shit, man. It's about three runners. I believe they're all African. This is the one
1: that Rogan talked about?
0: uh he i don't even know know if he's been on this he he, he totally could because it's been out there so it happened a few months ago there's a pretty cool documentary about it they took three of the top runners in the world long distance they're trying to break the four minute mile nike made special shoes they're doing it on a formula one track in uh, fucking italy or some shit fucking break so that they're trying to get everything perfect so you can have the perfect climate the perfect humidity won't do it if there's obviously any wind you can't have that tank the records all that shit and i think they got down to like four uh four minutes and two seconds or some shit but uh, i'd have to check the exact it could have been like 12 or something they got close but it's still it's so yeah it's probably more than two seconds because it's so hard to shave off even a little bit of of time because what they're doing if you've never seen like a long endurance race most of us probably have seen it like in the olympics or some shit how you do it when you're trying to get the uh, optimize everything is you have pacers. So say you're running a mile or whatever, you will ha- you'll have a, a gu- you'll have other runners run at the exact speed they want each split for the lap or whatever the distance is that they're pacing them on. Run at this exact speed, and all that guy has to do is follow them. So it's a way to push them and basically take any of the the thought process. How out how of.
1: do you figure out an exact speed when you're running?
0: Oh, easy. so like, just like any, all those Garmin watches and stuff like that. Oh, so like the watches watch, are just And, and something like that. Do Dude, oh, okay. they, so this is why the documentary was so cool, because it showed how much infrastructure and everything went into it. They have a team of scientists okay. working with these I'm guys. Getting
1: I'm putting it together. <clears> yeah. uh,
0: skeptical that they're not juicing the fuck out of them. <laughs> if they're not, get on that ASAP, and they are, so it doesn't matter. But they, they don't talk about that part, unfortunately. But all the other <laughs> stuff, the nutrition the strides, they measure their strides on those cool treadmills and underwater can get everything, try to optimize it for that exact runner, and then just let them go and see, uh, of course, the hydration is a huge part of it, super cool stuff. So basically, in a much uh, simpler way, this they're trying to do the same thing and just uh, break this this next plateau for the deadlift, which is it's insane, but I will say in the article that I read, it quoted Brian Shaw as saying, I've trained with three or four guys who deadlift well over a thousand pounds. And I totally believe him. Like, he's not bullshitting on that. It might not have been in the exact competition scenario. Like, maybe the, the bar is a little different, or maybe they were doing, uh, I don't know, a slightly decreased range. Like, the, si- the size of the plates, everything matters. So, what I mentioned about the specialized bar, some guys are getting salty about this because it's a special bar made by Rogue. Deadlift bars, for uh, for anyone who's never heard that there is an even different type of guitar bell, they'll usually be a little bendier. And what it is, it's a one, you pull it off the floor, you get, I think they call it whip, but I could be fucking those terms up. Powerlifting's not really my, my thing anymore. They pull the bar. The bar will actually bend significantly, especially when you have a thousand fucking pounds on it, and you get a little bit of, uh, I guess, extra momentum after you pull it off the floor because because it whips itself up. Yeah, and no. also if the bar bends as you pull it off the floor, technically you need to lift the weights less. So that's what people are getting salty about. This one, they're like, "This is a longer bar that bends. That means if Eddie Hall pulls and pulls the bar an inch and a half before the weights leave the ground, he didn't have to deadlift it quite as high." Similar to how. I'm sure you've seen strong men do tire deadlifts. Yeah. Super legit. They'll deadlift like a thousand pounds, but the tires are way bigger than your standard 45 pound plate, so you're not pulling it as high. That makes sense. It's like doing a rack pull, if you've ever done those. Yeah, yeah. I like to do those back in the day when I was just trying to build, really build my back up. It's just a partial range deadlift. So just all that shit that goes into you, the they're trying to optimize this and get this deadlift, which is, I, I just love it. Like I said, I don't care about the sport whether I do it or not, I'm running, powerlifting, whatever. <laughs> It's I'm like oh shit I love to see the best athletes in the world optimize their, themselves and then do insane feats that probably have never been done before like I don't know if you want to go back to some Greek myths and believe those boulders they lifted and shit I don't know <laughs> skeptical it is a little <laughs> skeptical yeah like probably the the rock that they said was five thousand pounds was actually like you know 350, 450 or <laughs> something but. Yeah, man,
1: you and I think that's more true than you know it being that
0: heavy for sure. Oh, of course, come man. on, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just clowning <laughs> on that. Yeah, let's be real, man. They're, well, they're, no, I I had, for a
1: reason. Well, well, there's even uh, there's this guy that was telling me that he was back in the day at the at the gym I trained at he, back in the day they'd be lifting like 900 pounds raw and stuff like that.
0: Like I'm like. Come on, Yeah, man. probably not. Like, yeah, and Come we've on. all... Let's be real. We've both he done was it in just our ways, it. too. It's easy to exaggerate your, your lips a little. I mean, we've all done it, so... It oh, just, well, not him. But some, he was yeah. saying, he
1: was saying like, that when he was Yo, a kid
0: watching the Strongman list that back easier then... easier to do then do it on yourself. Yeah. we all yeah. run here to be like, dude, I saw this fucking guy do 150 pull-ups. And I'm like, I swear. Like, yeah, I was six. But still. Goals, though.
1: That's goals. Yeah. Right. Dude, there's a guy that I'm I'm kind of inspired by right now. I, I can't remember his name. I see him on Instagram. And uh, I, I've i been trying to do 50. I want to do 50 pull-ups at a time. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm up like 42. Man, 42 is hard. I'll tell well, you. Sure, like, man. yeah, it's pretty rugged. There's two things. So
0: you always do dead hang pull ups too, or very close to it. Like you, yeah. you go all the way down and you'll let your your shoulders go. Because it's shoulders. like a break for a most second, people. Or, yeah. Don't do that at all. They keep the and you can almost definitely do more pull ups if you keep your your scapula up middle of the upper back locked in yeah. as opposed to relax it each time. So, also. We've said this before, but I'm just going to throw throw your, your stats out. You're like 5'9", 200 pounds right now, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, so not exactly like the ideal build. Of course, you, you're fucking strong, man. Right? You can do a lot of pull-ups, but it would be a lot easier for some of the max pull-ups to say they were like 175 pounds and, and 5'10", you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like David Goggins, I'm sure that's about what he is some Yeah. shit like that when he did his world record on the... Now, why the is that, stuff. though? Why, do you, why is that? Oh, just less weight to pull.
1: Yeah, but less weight to pull. But he only could pull his weight, though. He's not as strong. So it's he strength, weight, right? and
0: that is perfect to tie into the strongman. Because how many shots do you think Brian Shaw can do? But he can't do a lot. Maybe ten. Yeah, I'd be impressed if he, be, he, I can. he say, can. I would say I would a, say he could probably do ten. He's a beast. Because they're pretty yeah. rugged guys. There's a, a limit. Whereas if he, if he lost weight, he could do way more. You're but I feel like it's weight. a
1: strength level. I mean, I guess if that guy's strong, strong as me, he was like as le- level
0: as me, it would be strength. To strength to weight ratio is not proportional to size. That's why if you want to think of who could do the most chin-ups, probably about optimized for that, it would be gymnasts. They're pretty fucking swole, especially in the upper yeah. body. But are they powerlifting big? Hell no. Yeah. The other thing... And this is another kind of side example, it's different than than the chin-ups, but a lot of people who do a lot of the hand balancing, whether it's just calisthenics or all the way to weird handstand stuff, acrobatic things, they, and I was just just listening to some shit about this yesterday, will do no leg training except for flexibility, because if you wanted to optimize what you do on your hands, extra weight in your legs is no good. For someone like me or you, and like, not only I have long legs, I also... Can't lie, I'm not very big right now. <laughs> Life has been way bigger, but I haven't been doing my deadlifts enough, I guess. But uh, it's still like if I'm trying to do a planche or something like that, the leverage is going to be a lot harder than that's why it's weight. a lot harder for me right now. Absolutely, in the time. same way. So My dude, legs are growing right now. So you see, it's way more exaggerated than planche, but same thing on pull-ups. Like, you're not optimized for pull-ups right now, but you also, yeah. you just have, you're really strong in that motion. You've been doing that damn near your whole life at this point. Yeah. So pull-ups, the extra yeah. weight you have doesn't matter. If anything, for your purposes, bodybuilding, strength, and performance-wise, it's absolutely a good thing, because it's basically like you doing weighted chin-ups for whatever you... Probably if, say, you want, you're want you like, fuck David Goggins, and I'll have to smash that record. <laughs> <laughs> you, you probably want to drop down to, like, 180, maybe even, like, 170, 175. Holy and you, Yeah, you see what I'm saying, though? Like, whenever you think you could pull the most, have the most strength and yeah. endurance for, for that move, the same way, you want to be a I runner, you clearly don't have extra I don't think I'd ever want to. Oh, yeah, to don't, have, don't do that. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, that'd be a foolish thing to do. But, you know, just, I don't know. Maybe. Well, they were saying, you know, if I were, like... Get way off subject,
1: but real quick, just fucking, if I were to bodybuild my, what the last two coaches I talked to were thinking, I weigh 200, 205 pounds right now. And I'm about, you know, anywhere between seven and 8% body fat. And, uh, like they're thinking I'll be like one, 185, 180 when I cut. And I'm like, holy fuck. Oh, I weighed I weigh 180 when I was like going into high school.
0: I believe that, but that would probably be cons- maybe, like, after you depleted a lot of the water. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah, to cut down, because for sure, I think about, I just, because I'm such a fan of, of MMA, and even I'm getting more into boxing and that shit, too. Just, there's just a lot of good fights going on. And, of course, through Rogan, just more aware of the weight cutting, and there's actually, uh I mentioned it once or twice, only if you're, like, really into to working out, fitness, and nutrition. It's called Sigma Nutrition Radio. It's actually an Irish guy, just Great scientific nutrition advice. Talks on everything from bodybuilding, fitness to, to fighting weight cutting. And actually, I I just thought of him because he has a weight cutting is fucked up so often because it's such it, it's so new to actually do it like in a relatively intelligent way rather than just like don't drink water or eat food for yeah, a couple yeah. of days and still like try to train hard and shit. <laughs> he has a a plan out there, and I'm I'm pretty sure he still coaches people doing exactly that. There's also another good example, TJ Dillashaw just fought. He's unfortunately got KO'd. I was hoping he's going to win that fight. He went down. He's a 35-pound champion. Normally, I would guess the guy, I think he says he walks around like one, probably 145, to like 160, depending on what state of offseason he's in. He would cut down to 135. That's what he's been fighting at for his whole career. He cut to 125, and Rogan has talked about this guy a lot. I think his name's... Oh, is it Lockhart? There's a few big weight-cutting guys in MMA. I don't remember the the guy's name off the top in Southern California. He's gotten the weight cut down perfectly. So outside of the unfortunate KO, and (laughs) Rogan's mentioned him a lot recently. And he'll say in the context of TJ Dillashaw and his training. Got him down to what TJ is still, even after the loss, again, it definitely didn't seem like something you could attribute to anything fucked up in the weight cut, which can happen occasionally. He, uh, he got down to drop another 10 pounds on the cut and said he felt some of the best he's ever felt in his career. Oh, really? So it, it's all about how you how you do it and what you're trying to do, whether it's deplete and then replenish for a bodybuilding show or straight for perpor- performance for a fight or whatever. Wrestling Wrestlers are known for savage weight cuts, too. So in that context... The fighters and like I said, so TJ is a 130, 135er, probably walking around at about 150 pounds, probably a little more at times. He's gonna deplete all that just to weigh in the day before the fight. From whatever, he's probably gonna cut anywhere from 10 to 15 pounds, then replenish it and come in. That's why people who aren't, don't know anything about sports, they weight cut, they just don't get it. They go like Conor McGregor, for example. He started at 145. He would cut so much weight, and that was a, you, you can. Google pictures of him. He looks like a straight skeleton. Yeah, yeah, one first, of the pictures I've seen. And like, wow. then he went to 155, which he's still cutting to. He did the first fight against Nate Diaz. Isn't he a 175-pound dude? Uh, he's probably walking around like 180, man. Really? He's, Connor's not small at all. He's, yeah. not, he's under six feet, but he's, he's not a small guy. And that's, I think, one of the main reasons he was so successful, because a lot of other guys do it as well at 145, he was a lot bigger than all the guys. He's more skilled in most cases, too, but the size... Like, it shows up in jiu-jitsu all the he's time. He's taller. You're not taller. He has, he's got a good reach. Connor has long-ass arms, too. Yeah, yeah, so... He's uh he's fought all over the place, different weights. He went up to 170, but he didn't cut any weight for that. He, 170, he weighed in at 168, which is probably his real walk-around weight at the time. He might be a little heavier now because that was a couple years ago. But the point remains that... If you're going to deplete, that's not your actual weight at all, and it's totally up in the air what a good weight would be. Someone like TJ Dillashaw might be able to get way smaller in a safe way, whether it's his body type or that nutritionist he has on deck. For someone else, like another guy who's been killing it lately, and, and Rogan's talked about it a lot, Cowboy Cerrone, and he's gone back and forth between 170 and 155, high level at each one, like a top 10, top 5 guy. He actually might be fighting Conor next, which would be a perfect fight for both of them. I'd be hyped on that, because yeah. they're both personalities. They both, they even a little bit of history, but I think they still know. Yeah, the Conor, has he said anything that you've heard about the fight? So right now, it seems like, so after Conor lost to Khabib, who's the, uh, the current 55-pound champ, it seems like he's gonna probably have one more fight, and then they're gonna set that Khabib rematch. But there's a lot of things in play because there's that suspension. Because um, most people probably saw something about it it was such big news. There was a big brawl after that after Khabib beat Connor in that last fight. There's a lot of animosity between the Chechnya Irish Dagestan, and then a lot of grimy shit was said, especially by Connor. So, it uh, things went bad. There's suspensions and fines and all this shit to be worked out. So. I think, and all indications are, it's always hard, you can't trust shit Dana White or a promoter says, they're, just, they're so full of it, and whatever, boxing promoters are way worse, but they are uh, indicating that Conor will probably fight again this year, I would guess in the spring, but it could be be like late summer, then he would uh, probably up that could be a rematch after, which like needs to happen, yeah. it absolutely, because Conor had a for his standards which are the highest of course terrible performance there.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it wasn't great. Did you watch that fight? I watched a little bit of it. I didn't I only got to see like parts that I that I could so check in on. So Conor's a, a down, very dominant striker, Khabib's a total grappler and not in the jiu-jitsu sense. He's a Russian sambo's his base. Of course he's an MMA fighter, he's trained everything. He can do it all at a high level, but at that highest level is basically Connor's striking versus Khabib's grappling yeah. which what Khabib does grabs people and throws them on the ground, beats their face in until they stop or the, the rounds run out. And so far nobody has been able to to stop him. He I don't think he's lost since like early amateur days when he was like nineteen in Russia. He's a, an absolute savage in every way. He even clipped Connor with a big right hand, like put him on his ass. I think it knocked him down, at least somebody just thrown him back. Connor should not be getting clipped by a guy with that level of striking. The same way it would be like if Connor had uh, wrestled Khabib, yeah. Yeah. it would would have been so. And he just, he honestly, just from my perspective, and I'm a, a huge Connor fan. He just his striking didn't even look that good. He looked kind of slow. And the other thing, which I think this is probably going to be the big difference if he fights again, because the reality is, when when that guy Khabib fights, he's, it's just like some like the high level jiu-jitsu guys. The uh, he's going to grab you, take you to the ground. It's going to happen. So you'd have to be able to get back up or keep yourself safe for the round. Basically, the game plan that everyone's used, because there's a lot of guys at high-level jujitsu in the UFC, Khabib has fucking mauled, every single one of them. They're all more on the defensive, like either just try to get up, which is usually impossible with him because he's such a high-level grappler, he's not going to let you get up. Instead of trying to do what they would normally do, and we're talking about high-level fucking black belts, instead of throwing up submissions, trying, they basically just try to survive, and they get so beat up, and then they just get smoked for the rest of the fight. Connor's coach, who I'm a huge fan of, uh, John Cavanaugh, he has uh, he, I love uh, the he wrote a book a few years back called Winner Learn, a lot about Connor, but about how he started in the whole thing and started MMA in Ireland. It's a great book, man. I actually, damn, I think I loaned it to a friend. If I get it back, you would definitely like it. It's just some yeah. good read, inspiring shit. He's a jiu-jitsu guy. That's how he started. That's how he got into MMA, so even though Connor rarely shows it, he is a jiu-jitsu pedigree is for sure there. His coach is a straight jiu guy, a coach he's been with since day one, the whole way through. Kavanaugh said after he did an interview on, on Rogan, he was like, we were way too defensive-minded. We're like, what, look, what's the worst that can happen? If you can't get up and you're going to get beat up, at least try the submission. You know what I mean? Because like, if he, like, what could be, Khabib ended up uh, choking Connor out, and I think the third round doesn't really get worse than that. I mean, choke out, you can get, uh, get TKO'd, or, or just, I mean, probably worst case scenario in my eyes, I would rather see Conor choked out than see Khabib beat his face in for five rounds and probably, like, give him brain damage down the road. I mean, it's almost better to get, end it in a submission. That's one yeah. of the great things about he here, so yeah. yeah, who the fuck knows what will go on. But so what it seems like, and we'll see, and that's another reason the guy Rogan brings up all the time, who's mm-hmm. an Eddie Bravo student, Tony Ferguson who was set to fight Khabib multiple times. They each pulled out for different health reasons and shit. He has crazy, that crazy 10th planet Jujitsu. A lot of people are excited to see him fight Khabib because not only is he a good striker like Connor, probably not quite as good, but definitely a, a high-level striker and super creative and dynamic with all the shit. He was a, a pretty high-level college wrestler, so very uh, well-established wrestling base. And he's got this crazy weird jujitsu. This is not even like a crazy Brazilian jujitsu, which would be could be just as useful. Of course, he has his own flavor. He said, all that weird 10th Planet rubber guard shit. This guy, we want if someone wants to, and he he he's absolutely insane. Have you ever watched Tony Ferguson fight? No he also, bad. I'll send you some videos of him, man. Cause you'll find the amusing. He does way weirder training than we've ever done. He does he like built his own weird training equipment just. Hilarious shit, man. There's always, like, hella memes and shit. Cause he's, he's so goopy, but point is, it works for him. He's going to try to submit Khabib all day. Khabib throws him on the ground, which he probably would. And to yeah, or he might want to go on the ground. That's, that's it Tony's one of the few guys, are Not he's not perfect anywhere. He He's, a, as far, from, in my opinion, about as complete for his skill set as you can get. He's going to try to throw up submissions anywhere. He's going to try to wrestle, He's and the other thing is, and this is what I love, just like the Diaz brothers, man, that insane fucking cardio, like, he will stay in your face punching or doing something round after round, every single second, you never get even a little bit of a break, and that's, like, that's person. I love people do that, because it's, it's the same way as watching a, a high-level runner try to break some some record like that, it's just how hard can you push your cardiovascular system, I mean, that, to me, is just ridiculously impressive, because that's such a hard thing to do, especially... In, you know this, man, I'm continually humbled by how, how hard the cardio of jiu is. Oh, for sure. My cardio is pretty stupid, man, just from the kickboxing. I, I have to go out of my way not to go running and hiking too much because I don't want to lose weight and shit. It's just too much to keep up with the And jiu-jitsu is just an intense cardio. When you bounce back and forth between striking and grappling, it's – shit is exhausting. Man. I can't imagine, man. Like, I'm actually – I'm hesitant right now
1: because I want to go back to jujitsu. <laughs> But uh, doing all the kickboxing that saying, I'm doing man. right now, you plus go, all the strength training just, that I'm, I'm doing right mean, now, should,
0: you should go back to jujitsu as kind of like a way to switch up your training after you do your first bodybuilding competition. Yeah, as long as you have some kind after of. After right I to do, do the it. bodybuilding
1: competition, so right now, stay with what I'm doing. Yeah,
0: yeah that would just be my advice. Yeah, yeah. knowing
1: you and having good. So now that we got way the fuck off where I wanted to, are still talking in, about deadlifts, let, let me let me <laughs> let me let me just tap in. I don't even know what we were talking about before that. We we segued with deadlifts off of something else. But anyways, that was some damn good fucking. <laughs> another. That was damn good sour strawberry. I have to say. <laughs> oh <yeah. laughs> you
0: know I'm, uh, I brought down some awesome
1: uh, fire, man. So oh man, I appreciate it too. It's delicious. It's delicious. So. The one thing I wanted to talk about was I've been doing deadlifts, which has been really nice for me. I kind of like it so out front now. So No, I've been doing it with dumbbells. In so are front. you doing
0: uh, like Romanians doing like or leg? Yeah. 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 Explain what that is. So,
1: so RDL is like, you're going to be hinging at stands for
0: Romanian deadlift and he wants to use yes. that shit. It's yes. a great exercise.
1: So you're going to be standing, you know, it's just going to be the same thing as a deadlift, knee slightly bent. You're going to be hinging right at the waist coming down, but it's in front of you. And something about me being able to rotate my hands from the side to in front when I go mm-hmm. past my knees,
0: it's really comfortable for me. Question for you, man. So, cause you're getting a little more focused on the bodybuilding side, which isn't, you've definitely done that in the past yeah. too, but I've seen yeah. you in the same way. How do you fluctuate it back between more bodybuilding, a little more strength, a little, maybe you want to get your bench up and yeah. then, you know, maybe you want to work on your shoulders, whatever yeah. it is. Right now, what are you really going for when you do a weight are you do you train for numbers? Do you train for the pump, or what are you just getting the reps in? Right, right now, I'm, actually, like I'm training. I'm, I'm right
1: now. I'm training because I what I, I want to do is I want to weigh about mm-hmm. I want to weigh two five two ten. That that is like my that's what I want to be. at. And
0: what are you actually at right now? Right, right now, now I'm actually
1: weigh- at I'm at two hundred. I want I need to gain five pounds. So like what i'm what i want to do is wake up in the morning and be a solid like 205 like solid 205 and for myself right now i'm not there and there is some lifts that i want to be stronger and i do want to be stronger in my deadlift um i do a lot of leg presses i kind of stay away from the uh, squats a lot i do a lot of leg stuff so squats is a little rugged on my back i do a lot of back workout too um right now i I'm really focusing a lot on my back because
0: I said I, I want to get that 50 pull. Alright, this is perfect. So we're right back here I have to throw this because I'm actually... Uh, so I like pick things out. Yeah, the, the head of... I got five things. Head yes. of our lab who does the uh, CO2 extractions where I work and I have a, a little vape pen I want to show you too because it's a new little prototype thing we're testing. Uh, he, I've... He, he's... Was looking to uh to get some work in and I, I mean i've been doing this for years man i loved it i've done it for so many different vibes. so i was like good I'll, I'll write your workout for sure so i started out with definitely some basic stuff i'm just about to re-up but he did it i'm sure he he wasn't going like overboard or going crazy hard each week but he did it pretty consistently for about three months now i'm trying to up it i want him to be able to do like he's been doing assisted pull-ups and chin-ups i'm gonna work for him to get to do that with body weight and hopefully with some weight actually uh Added weight to, because I, in my opinion, that's one of the best back builders I have him basically doing pull-ups, oh, pull-ups, pull chin-ups, all the variations, and doing some face pulls and some rotations to keep those shoulders healthy. Mm-hmm. Some uh, Cuban rotations, stuff like that. He just, uh, so when I, I make a workout for someone, because I, I learned this back in the day, I started doing this in early on in college. I would write workouts for just for friends and stuff. The workout. I just think is best from my knowledge of uh, how to gain muscle and all that is rarely the best workout to give someone because one, it might be too hard if or they might not like it. Most importantly, if they don't like it, like the most common example of this, say I give them a brutal leg day, which would be the best to build their legs for sure. Uh, they're going to start skipping leg day. Yeah. are one of those fucking jabronis who skips leg day. So you got to be a little more creative, give them an exercise that work for them, will get them good results and they like doing and I think one of the best things to do is stuff you know they'll get a tangible return on. Like, nothing is going to be really more satisfying than being able to do your first chin-up if you haven't been able to do one with your body. For sure. So I always love to use that as a goal for people. One, and, and when I, any workout program, is, if you do it for a couple months, it's going to need to be tweaked and updated, especially, like, you, got, you have to employ trial and error with this. There's no, people wrote books on, like, the perfect scientific workout. It's never going to be optimal for any individual got to personalize stuff so i'm about to kind of update that for me he's like i'd like a little more work on my back obviously i'm thinking some rows whether probably dumbbell rows maybe some body weight rows well, like, I've been what, what would you recommend throwing in there, and really? this guy has a good so, frame to build on man. i would say wide bit. wide grip wide grip chin-ups. Wide,
1: wide grip for chin ups so this is um, the thing like i said he's doing, assisted, holes, he's doing
0: assisted chins now so, so he, he can't even do body doing weight, doing so I don't have him doing any lap
1: pulls. You should right have now. him do some lap pulls, because that's yep. going to open that back up and get all the, especially it starts targeting those smaller muscle groups and stuff. Yep. Like I said, <laughs> so right now, it's only
0: a pretty, chin-ups are one of the dominant moves in there, and pull-ups, I have the, the hands going both ways, and neutral too, of course. Face pulls, and then uh, external rotations for the, just to, to keep the rotator cuffs healthy, healthy and all, like scapula, all that bullshit, so... Uh, yeah, I'll definitely have him throw in some rows and po- yeah, probably some pull-downs too, because honestly, man, this is what I was thinking. I was going to have him start doing some uh, static holds on the bar and do negatives, because I think that's one of the best way to get your pulling strength out if you're looking for a bodyweight move. I'm still going to have him do the assisted ones on at least one of the workouts. Maybe I'll throw in the, uh, the lat pull-downs on that, because then that would give extra overload. Because right now, he's doing the assisted ones, which... I know, and I would have had trouble if I couldn't have done chin-ups back in the day. I always had like a pretty good, uh, I was always skinnier when I was younger, so I would do chin-ups even when I wasn't that strong. It Nothing is going to make you feel like more of a bitch having to use the assisted chin up uh, chin-up thing that most gyms have now, that is a great exercise. There's even... It is,
1: it's still, I it, still actually use it for yeah, what I'm getting. When, if you're
0: trying to really target yeah, your laps, for just, sure. even someone like you, you can do 42 motherfucking chin-ups. And I still use stuff. it all the time. Yeah, if you're trying to get, it, it's just a variation. It's honestly like, same thing, and this one's much worse, but it still has its applications. as fucking smith rack. Usually it's like, application is using it as a chin-up bar if you don't have one for some reason they have a fucking smith rack you know, there are like select applications like we used it back in the day and got yeah. some, some good results from it so i would never recommend that to a beginner but if you're using it in the right context like almost any strength building thing and especially in the bodybuilding way it could could be useful for sure that's uh yeah i'm glad that came up man so what else uh so my my your main back is your My back is my main shoulders. but actually honestly. What's your split though? How are you split up the
1: word? So right now what I'm doing is we'll do like uh I'll do a back with a shoulder or a um like a back of shoulders some most of the time what I do with a chest. I'll do a chest and bicep once in a while, but I've been even throwing that in there with a little bit of back because I've been doing a lot of rope pulls, climbing rope anyways. Yep and uh, i'm hoping to throw some weight on there the only thing is i'm trying to figure out my grip so if anybody other than the chalk chalk hasn't been doing too much for my skin you on mean throw
0: extra weight and still do the rope pulls yeah. dude if i were you no, i like throw
1: like, like climbing rope yeah
0: yeah i wouldn't think about the weight no? until you have because there's just tweaking the form will make such a difference on how it overloads you're, well i've been trying to bring back, my hands
1: down in front of me so i this know that that's better
0: i'm using this as because they seem like the pretty that that uh gymnastics body shit the coach summers all that that we used to talk about all the time his gold standard for the rope pole would be able to do one arm at a time with your feet out in an l usually straddled, and so it's your perfect core position your legs are, are out so you're even getting extra core activation there and then, actually, honestly, I've very rarely see, even seen videos of people really doing, because that's basically with multiple one arm chins. Usually, they'll yeah, no, pull up like with perfect form, I mean, and then they'll do I know how just, a negative with each yeah. arm. You know what I mean? Well, that's how I, I do it, honestly. I yeah. sit on the, sit on the ground, I Take a yourself and I have my legs video I Get yeah. that shit. So it's perfect. perfect. And, I, like, yeah. I see, your pulling strength has been high level for years now, yeah. I'm sure you're pretty damn close, but all I'm saying I is got this one do guy that before you add weight.
1: Like, I, I got to throw this out there because it's fucking hilarious when it happened. I got this one guy at the gym that I was doing handstand. I do them on uh, round dumbbells now
0: because
1: yep. I do the handstand push-ups. I like to go out a little bit, come in just a little bit, try to That's go further. Cool, than, yeah. Yeah. So it's working pretty well. And uh, I was doing those, and I do now. I do seven, seven at a Did time. Did you
0: get that video I sent you a couple weeks back? I think I sent it to you, least. The guy was doing a handstand. It wasn't actually a door frame, but it might as well. Yeah, be in it, yeah. yeah. I saw that. Pushed I I the side. Yeah. That would be intense, but
1: I can't find one that I that's like do a good you'll distance. You'll see a spot somewhere. Yeah. Maybe yeah. some rocks or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, I've actually tried it on some rocks. I even got some that are pretty close, but that guy was pretty badass. Yeah.
0: I but uh, I
1: have been trying on that and he took his headphones off and he paused his music, came over, goes, that's worth pausing. Because I've never paused my music for anything. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, like he stopped right in the middle of a bench press. Hilarious. He's like, he's like, once I realized that your feet weren't on anything, and then that those were round dumbbells, and that you were doing it in the middle of the room. He goes, so I was like, holy shit. Dude, I feel like. And then, I, round then goes, and then he goes, then comes over again, and says it about me climbing the rope too.
0: Yeah, because like I said, that's an impressive thing. I do
1: know what you're talking about, though. Now I think well, about you know, it, my this feet drag a little bit. You know, like guess I that said, form
0: down. to any normal person who works out a lot, you're probably already doing damn near perfect form. But this is where well, we... Yeah. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. sure, whatever. The, the form goes here or there. But I guarantee I could watch you climb that rope and give you a few things oh, that would be useful sure, yeah. to fix it. And because we've worked out together for so long you could actually, I could give you the, the feedback that would actually work. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Versus, dude, how annoying is it? Actually? <laughs> like, if someone tries tries to come over and give you shitty advice at the gym, and I'm thinking, because I, I don't even train at, like, normal weight training anymore, if that happens, if someone comes over, gives you, like, incorrect advice about, and this happens with fucking white belts, which I am one right now. I do my best not to do it. People try to tell you how to do a certain move, and you're like, fucking instructor just said to do it a different way and this doesn't work <laughs> so like why why would I do it that way <laughs> and I'd be like giving uh, unsolicited advice most annoying shit ever when you train <laughs> so it's like thank you and if it's someone who has like if it's one of the the instructors and they're coming over to be like oh do this and it'll make the leverage way better that's fucking awesome yeah. like, that stuff is yeah. super valuable but people who just, just like to throw advice you're like fuck man. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been really enjoying kind of
1: mixing it up. My workouts, I do legs two days a week. Do legs two days a week. I do uh, back with one chest. I do chest as well um, with a little bit of bicep, but mainly just focus on chest. That's kind of a break. I haven't been doing too heavy chest. i got this pectoral muscle I still can't figure the fuck out. been working on that bitch for a while. It's something to do with my back and stuff, maybe because I'm working my back too much, but I don't know. I'm still working on that. So, and then... I'll do like a uh, a complete another leg day, and then we'll do like a little bit of back with like a big shoulder day. And actually, I've been doing a lot of shoulders lately, and i kind of been enjoying it. I backed away from shoulders a lot for a while there just because of uh, – I did have – my pectoral was bothering my shoulder. Now it's not so much there. It's only when I push – Forward, like flat bench is a little rugged for me. Mm-hmm. Incline, I could still do like the one thirty pound dumbbells, fucking presses and stuff. So I'm pretty pleased with that. But I can't do shit for what I used to on uh, on flat bench. I mean, my um, my two twenty five
0: press that I well, used to have is not is, even close. The three fifteen, not even close. Main focus, which is gonna have to be if you're gonna do a fucking competition, is gonna be like the overall goal at the moment is gonna be some bodybuilding shit you got to drop the, it's not that the numbers aren't important in the context. Yeah, just it's just got to go for overload. the yeah, gotta go no. for look. Yeah, you got to go for the look, yeah. Yeah, it's not, you're not yeah. trying to power lift, so yeah. you totally have to I know, the but there's like, there's
1: like certain things that I have that I'm trying yeah. to deal with, you know, yeah, mentally. Yeah, and I like I just liked what I used to be able to do fucking 315 eight times for, for a couple sets, you know, like oh, yeah. that was cool.
0: Yep, three wheels for eight. Like, I agree, yeah, man. That, that,
1: that's a good way to be. <laughs> you know, and that shit bothers me now. So, I I really kind of changed up. I always wanted to do deadlifts because, like you said, they're wicked essential that you know you got to be doing those. And uh, I've been trying them with the dumbbells. Think,
0: man. People don't be saying that enough. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard uh, anyone say wicked. And the either. dumbbells. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and uh, it feels good, you know, to do them with the dumbbells. I haven't been doing them with heavy. Of course, I do them like 110s, 120s. Yeah, so doing, like, 240 together.
0: Motherfucker. <laughs> Dumb, dumbbell, you're talking about dumbbell presses? No, I... Deadlifts. Deadlifts. Oh, with 110s or one. Yeah, That's I do my still, presses right, with the 130s. I, <laughs> 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 so I said this back in the day, too. When we first started training, I was like, dude, how are you going to be able to bench more than you can squat? <laughs> like, I can't do What the up. fuck, man? <laughs> So, um, I don't know why. Yeah, that's still, especially <laughs> with dumbbells and if you're doing the Romanians where your legs don't bend as much at all. Like, do you actually get uh, My any, knees are just slightly bent. But do they bend at all as through the movement? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. so it's... and there's a I lot go of until periods. I
1: feel the stretch too. Like, I'm getting pretty close to the floor, but I don't yeah, go all the way to no the floor. Yeah, it's just where you So I just go right until here. you feel that stretch and you come right back up. You don't want to fucking throw something out. Absolutely you want to make sure that. that back is nice and flat. You know, it's it's just... Almost with the dumbbells, I just have a, it. Just I can focus on my form a lot more. And like I said, I like to roll my hands out to my sides mm-hmm. when I come up, and then I go down in the front. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, man. But I have a- to tell you, hell of grip. Hell yeah. of grip. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, after doing like five sets of those,
0: my forearms are fucking done. Mm-hmm. Holding on to that weight. I'm sure, man. So, yo, the, uh, I think we, we got deadlifts good and fucking covered, as usual, man. <laughs> Reoccurring theme here. The, uh, the little vape pen that, that I'm puffing on right now, I wanted to show you this one, because it's a, a new style. We're just testing these out here, lab, and you can see what it looks like, man, and it's like one of those it little like fucking jewels. looks like one of those little, yeah. So, the super popular e-cigarettes that like all the high school kids are fucking using, apparently, they're... Same thing they used to do with uh, with Chew and stuff. Give them like fruit flavors and stuff. Get the kids hooked early. They get a lot of shit for it. Honestly, I know It's probably just good marketing. Kids are going to smoke or vape anyway. As much as there's conflicting data on this right now and all different sorts of opinions, I'm saying if you can... Uh, it's pretty smooth. Check out the little pod there. It's the CO2 oil from our lab. The guy that I mentioned I was updating that workout for, he's the one who extracts that. So we do... Uh, just for reference, to I work at a, a recreational weed operation. I'm on the retail side. We have a lab and grow, too. CO2 extraction. So this is I, Dragon? Yeah, so Dragon is the, the name of the strain. It's a really nice sativa. It's got crazy flavor. And I like this one because a lot of the flavor it's really comes interesting. through. Yeah, it comes through with the CO2 oil, which it doesn't always because most of the stuff is stripped out when you're doing whatever kind of concentrate with the mm-hmm. solvent. But I like CO2 because it's easily one of the cleanest ways out there. and. The only downside is most vape pens are going to be a CO2 extraction or some kind of distillate. Then they'll add some other bullshit to it, whether it's emulsifiers to make the oil more liquid or flavorings or whatever the fuck they might be adding for their stupid reasons. So most of the vape pens, like the ones I brought back from Vegas a couple years ago or Oregon or whatever, they probably had some grimy shit in there. And the same way, the jewels, the stuff that the, it's not just kids, I know a lot of people use them, but they're vaping. It probably is, in my opinion, at the moment is definitely better than smoking cigarettes. But if you're getting a cart that has all sorts of nasty additives, it's probably almost as bad. So it's just like anything; it's just it just depends on the 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 overall context of it. So these I really like, and I thought I when I they gave me this the other week uh, to test out, I was like, "This looks just like a fucking jewel. This is stupid. I don't want to smoke when any dumb little pens I see everywhere. They're damn near like the." the AirPods of, yeah, yeah. Uh, of e-cigarettes at this point. This thing is fucking awesome, man. It's so much better than our, than our own other vape pens. It's uh, the PAX era. Some people are probably familiar with that. The, the name's been around for a while. They make some great little handheld flower vapes, too. PAX Labs, the, the company that makes these, started Juul. Now, why would that be better than this? So they uh, they started, the this company, just to finish what I was saying, they started jewel that makes those e-cigarettes. They did that company, got sold off. But there's a reason they look almost exactly the same. The pods aren't interchangeable. So you have a normal cartridge that I brought for you, another Sativa 510 threaded. I like this, though. What is this? Which are the strengths? Yeah, ceramic. uh, Ceramic? It's just a a nice cartridge that I had on deck, and uh, I thought thought you'd like that one, so so I brought it down for you. So the difference is really nothing in terms of the, the oil that's in it, how it hits. The main differences and the reason why these take off, where a lot of people get annoyed with those pens, is way simpler. So first off, this one has has no buttons. You do have a, a battery that's just air activated here. Just gotta give a quick little test so I know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? So here, you can try that one again. Yeah. So the main difference is those cartridges hit a little better, but also that battery, like I said, is really slick in that you you change change the temperature settings just by like shaking it it's got these little lights on the front and this is what i wanted to share and i legitimately i thought this was going to be the dumbest shit ever when they, they were telling me about the shop they're like it has an app for the battery i'm like there's way too many goddamn apps this is why would i ever do that one of all uh, an app for your battery exactly so you just download their little app and you can set whatever the uh see so i just shook it, it connects to the app i'm just showing you on my phone here exact temperature i could set it to the degree okay, so if you want a super low temp mild hit is, this more flavor ridiculous. for right. so, that's what i'm saying and <laughs> I, I was like this is gonna be so it's, no, it's no, the coolest no, wait, thing shit. ever made. you can even and this is this the same kind of marketing they use with those jewels that gets people many people sure. especially kids hooked on it that you can change the lights you can change the uh the battery settings you play little games with it all sorts of goofy the little add-ons like i, said, honestly, I thought it was going to be fucking just a, a total waste of time i was going to be like, our other cartridges are better these are so much so much better easier and the other thing and this just it's just how it is with anything especially with the cannabis industry and i read this stat not too long ago it said roughly 70 percent of pur- purchases when someone goes up into a dispensary are basically just brand recognition so whether they want gummies vape pens bud whatever it's just the name they know PAX has just done a killer job of getting their name out there, so people come through Ask Us all the time when you have the PAX pods, even though the cartridge I gave you probably retail for, that's a half-gram cartridge for, like, 40 These are going for, like, a minimum of $60. they are starting to get a little cheaper, but shouldn't be worth it, and the batteries are more expensive. But all the little gimmicks, how slick it is, how it looks, for sure, because those jewels are so popular everywhere. People like how, it, how the things look. That's made it, uh, in my opinion, a much better option and like i said the thing on set as soon as i hooked up that stupid little app i said highly skeptical and i was like change the exact degree what the fuck on a little like not disposable things rechargeable it's not like a high-grade piece of technology you know i mean pretty simple little panel. that's fucking cool man and there's also i just can't believe this is also 60 bucks though yeah for just for half a gram too and that's uh there are people charging way too much for those all over the reason that I really want us to get into filling those too, and why the the owner decided to, is because we'll be able to retail them for probably like $30, thirty, thirty-two or something, which is the cheapest I've heard of, and our oil is way better. Like I, I was just so you will be able
1: to get these.
0: Oh yeah, I'll be getting those for you for sure, and I, I should be able it. to get you a battery too. You see, like, and I don't even know, like, I still have to have to have people show me how to do this. If you like, shake it. It'll show you how many hits you've taken based on the little lights that flash up on there, like in a session. So if we're just sitting here puffing at the end, I could figure out exactly how many puffs we've taken off the fucking thing. It's like, there's just too many cool little things. (laughs) Yeah, this is, uh, I've been hyped at this, though. Had to bring it to show you, and this is just a cool strain, too, so I knew you'd like it. But yeah, man, that's uh, that's one of the coolest things. I also, uh, I had to bring you some of that infused fruit for sure, all, man. I'm glad you did. Yeah, appreciate that. Got you on that before. There's not really anything else too fresh besides just the some great bud coming out of the grow. I brought you uh, a couple good ones, too. A nice sativa. First guy, yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's honestly it's just interesting, man. I've commented on this shit extensively when I started doing it. Because so many new things pop up, go away, and you see stuff that's been around getting refined, all that. It's just a fresh industry, so I'm enjoying that for sure at the moment. For sure, I really
1: like it, man. I've learned a lot just from you doing it. I mean, I used to do it in a different type of way, and it's just—it's pretty fucking badass. I like it.
0: Yeah, the game is changing fast. Yeah,
1: and it's just like so much—it's so much cooler. It's more interesting, you know. Well,
0: and you know how (laughs) I am. And and the other
1: thing is, too, shit's so much more cheaper out here. Like you can enjoy it a little bit easier
0: yeah absolutely dude it's yeah, you know it's like being able board, to go
1: get a six pack or something you know? stuff
0: gets tested and not to mention there's just not you might run into them occasionally not with the people i'm around but it still wouldn't be uncommon in most places around people who are going to look down on smoking weed in a casual like say you go over to a party or dinner or something where there's always going to be alcohol around some people would still be oh man like weed around too like that's a little different when it's a much milder drug than alcohol yeah. depending on how much you consume of either one but same thing here it's super normal it's always going to be someone going out to smoke or just without any uh, added. usually it's always it. me really well that's uh, the same yeah, I'm usually the guy yeah. that's always doing that you know
1: yep <laughs> I hear you man <laughs> <laughs> but yeah hold on guys I gotta go
0: look at my Chuck I think I I think I lost them <laughs> yeah and that like Back home, everyone knew exactly what we were doing. Now, for sure, especially like, when
1: you come in, fucking stinking, and you start like, yeah, eating there shit. wouldn't even be. Yeah, right. Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there's uh, there's no reason to even make an excuse on it in most no. places here. And there's still, even though, and this is the one thing I'm really excited for coming up this year. We need some kind of open consumption, whether it's a lounge or you can do it in bars on the patio or sample rooms at dispensaries. Because technically right now, even though know, of course, people smoke weed everywhere. I'm sure it's a little more relaxed in Boulder than it is here. They're a little stricter in Colorado Springs and Denver is probably a shit show everywhere. And let's be real, any big city, people smoke yeah, weed around for the sure. But in terms of how relaxed it is, pretty chill around Boulder. But Technically, you're not allowed to consume publicly in the same way you can't drink a beer out on the street exactly, in yeah. most states either. So same laws apply, but I do need something where people can... Uh, Consume in some sort of setting other than private property. At least I think that would be a smart move. And honestly, it would probably cut down on the one thing that most of these fucking politicians bitch about over everything, which is people getting in their cars to drive. You don't have anywhere to go smoke. Like, I know people who live in apartments where they can't smoke in it. They'd probably hop in their car and go for a cruise. Is that the best thing? No. But if you say, like, you still have landlords being shitty about it, and they're not allowed to like go walk to the park across their street because technically like, you just get a ticket but it's like you know, who wants an extra 80 bucks just because I went out to smoke that is it's actually still pushing people to do one of the biggest issues with weed in general legal or illegal which is doing it too much in their goddamn cars which it's being real the same way look I'm not going to look down upon it we've all been there same way drunk driving whatever it's just not a good idea and better if you can do things that minimize people doing that shit yeah side note too many just because it's worth mentioning and uh, i'm sure legal weed will be a part of his thing bernie just declared to run for president again really and it's two days ago on the first day he raised six million dollars which is impressive for i know that's small money compared to me what trump has in the campaign bank but it's uh, it's interesting, man. We'll see, because it was already, of course, it was a long shot. I'm sure it'll be a long shot this time. But that that political stuff is just a shit show, and I'm just barely on the edge of it now. Here, and like people are supposed to be running, it's just to start, cause it'll be 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they'll really start ramping up the campaign towards the end of this year, and then go into it hard next year, and see. Who, because we're just in such a. Oh, man, I, I don't want to act like I'm saying this in a good way, because most of it isn't that positive, but it's a fucking fascinating. Kind of like I've said it many, many times over the last couple of years. I've never been more interested in the political side of things, and I'm still, for sure, not very educated on it. I'm
1: trying to look up the guy right now that Rogan had on that's running for president. Something Yang.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, something yeah. in here.
1: Hold on, I got it. I just,
0: yeah, he was all about that universal basic... Andrew anytime. Yang. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's he's running. And he's the guy, yeah, about the universal... I just started listening to it last night about 20 minutes or so and I passed out. But uh, it got really interesting. The reason why I listened to him is because Rogan... Who was the guy that was uh, the independent there that ran that Rogan... Gary
0: Johnson. Gary
1: Johnson and that was a really interesting uh, podcast last time I listened to it I learned some things out of it got a couple different outlooks on things you know so I was listening to him and about that you know overall you know that, that residual that income there for everyone it just it's so crazy to think about that you know like
0: I'm he, still but, not hyped on that. I don't idea. know.
1: I don't know. It, because there's a lot of things that are taken into consideration. Like Rogan was saying, after he said he thought about it for a long while. You know, there's things that you can't do. Like, you can't... There's people that are literally losing jobs. Yeah, 500... Or, like, say somebody brings up 5,000 jobs into this one state. But 10,000 are lost. Yeah. He goes, that's, like, what happens on the regular. Like, most people are losing more jobs and they're gaining and then sometimes they're just losing I totally
0: feel that to but that's really looking to the future which of course is for sure in this but this is what still has me pretty skeptical I'm not at all closed off the idea I've heard some people say in ways that like sound legit but one how's it different really different than like the welfare stuff we have going on now well because there it doesn't just give it to
1: anybody no, that's exactly what it does. It gives it to everyone. It d- it gives it to almost everyone. Every, almost every, everyone. Well, I no, because there's they still people like like me and you couldn't get it. We're Universal single guys. Yeah. W-
0: oh, you mean welfare? Yeah,
1: welfare. We couldn't get it. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. I don't need that's it. That's what they say. I know. I know, because we work and we yeah. Do shit. you. But what they're saying is, is there's not going to be a chance like that. He was trying to say it. There's not going to be a chance for. Everybody to have a job because of how the population, how the Which, jobs are getting decreased. If we get
0: to that state, I'm with, and I could see that happening with, like, automation. Truck drivers is the biggest one. That well, not even that, too. Thing. Like,
1: they say the automotive company, I mean, they're all
0: animated. Everything's all, For sure, all fucking let's revolver. be real, because we've bitched about the other side of this in the past. Uh, when we had, like, a high unemployment rate in uh, Las Vegas, so I don't remember what, what triggered us on this one. <laughs> I just said we got triggered. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Joe Rogan <laughs> but is there really a lack of work I feel like there I mean I'm
1: always fucking busy <laughs> you know what I
0: mean you're and we've talked a lot about the thing we're is we're there's no money out
1: there for everybody we wanna, you, know? you know like. but that's, isn't that's there what they keep a lot of
0: jobs that people could be doing and I'm not saying they should because I'm all about doing stuff you you really want to be doing and get some kind of fulfillment out of so I'm not saying like just leave some people to the side and let them flip burgers at fucking McDonald's but I feel like there is a lot of skill in all different uh, industries, skilled labor that is totally open. And like one, for example, and this is uh, I totally understand we've both done a lot of work in the trades, so if it's not the right fit for, for a lot of people, but for some people it's a perfect fit, you know, some kind of trade, but contractor. I know I've known multiple people in my life already who have had m- Jobs that are much higher paying, usually in some kind of office setting, have quit that to be contracted because they like carpentry and they like working with Yeah, yes. And they, if they have a business mind, they can make good money at it. But I do know I've known like several people have actually for sure taken a pay cut and lifestyle <laughs> as well due to that. So all I'm saying is I think, and I, I brought up the trades because those are those industries are starving for skilled workers: plumbers, electricians. Uh, contractors and skilled carpenters, really good roofers, again, not roofing because you don't have any other choices and you're going to go fucking fall off a roof and be on disability the rest of your life, roofing because maybe you really like working on that part of the job or framing or whatever it is, you know what I mean, There's, I'm, I've known Brandon to a lot of guys who not only are good at that, they seem to like the overall lifestyle it gives them, even if it's just because they're active all day or whatever, that just yeah. suits them better than maybe something else. That those industries are still starting see by. I
1: think that that's where we get we can get even deeper into it because all that has something to do with the way that we are taught to to learn what we are good at and stuff like we are always directed this one direction through our whole lives as a, as a you know young as a child and into being a young adult to being an adult we're directed this one way of thinking and then that's when we start figuring out oh I don't like, like doing this, so this normal actually, shit. I really want to just be a roofer. Why couldn't somebody just say, "Hey, grab a fucking hammer"? Do you like using this it?
0: This is kind of like a weird <laughs> natural selection argument. But what if, because uh, if you gave everyone enough to cover their living expenses, and I don't even care about the number, they'll say, "So people, were the universal basic income, so they were covered at least the necessities." So then, if you had the choice, you didn't have to really work hard if you wanted any kind of decent lifestyle. You probably stopped the work. But say the positive look on it would be like maybe someone who wants to get into some artistic shit or go to school and learn something. That's doesn't I mean to be able to figure out their path or what, what they what, uh, what if you're kind of, like, really into, really into music and you have your universal basic income and you're like, I'm going to go do this, like, I'm going to play music or whatever, and you're really fucking not good but now because you, you're you have that, that basic income but you don't have to you know I'm going to keep working at this shit because you know what, I mean? I, what I'm saying because like, <laughs> right uh, yeah, now yeah. say someone and they're still like you really have to go you're trying to make it with a band that's going to be one of the hardest, hardest things we do right now one you have to go all in but also if it doesn't work it doesn't work and that I don't know, would, would so and I'm not at all saying I'm totally on that side, but would it be, do you think, well, let's just, this is a weird example, because it's musical stuff, and it's artistic, but that is important for culture and everything, do you think we'd have better quality music and bands and all that, if they, more people, got to just give it a go, or we just have, because there's already, now you can just, the same thing we're doing with our fucking podcast, man, throw up anything on SoundCloud or whatever, there's way more music, there's more interesting stuff, there's more shitty stuff, there's, probably more good stuff but there's no way to tell without because the yeah. it's just a, a new place so you know what i mean would you have more pe- would it actually push people to what they should be doing or would it let them do stuff that maybe they're not that well suited for which already happens now so it's kind of a i mean i don't know i feel like it definitely would push a lot
1: of people that are good at things to be able to do them and actually expand on that and be able to think solely on what they want to do I mean, I feel like even in the circumstance, if I think about myself right now, if I could just go to school, it'd be cool. Like, you know what I mean? I, I could learn is, so a lot more shit. I could it,
0: do a lot more shadowing. I could do all that good stuff. Counterargument counter-argument to that, man, because if you really want to make it work with it right now, like, you could do that right now if you want to take a fat-ass loan now.
1: Yeah, if I want to take a fucking fat-ass yeah, loan. Yeah, but you know what I mean?
0: If you, yeah. if you were convinced that getting your degree in some kind of whatever, say, like, getting your master's in physiology or some shit was the perfect path for you, or like I'm trying to go into that, you have it all mapped out in your mind, it would probably be a good idea to take that loan out. If you're kind of unsure, which is the issue we're in now, is so many people get loans with something that they don't really know, damn, this is, uh, I, I didn't even mean to come around to it like that, but that kind of backs up my argument. So many people now are able to go to college, and it's the biggest waste of fucking time ever. Yeah. They come out relatively unskilled with a lot of debt and probably not on the best career path because they decided it when they were fucking 19. You know what I mean? So very true, very true. That, I know, like I'm, I'm, I'm like totally just trying to go in on like devil's advocate. against it at the moment. Yeah, I'm yeah. not at all closed off. The I've heard a few people say it in ways that sound like very reasonable. They almost made it sound like reasonable. I mean, I'm still very skeptical
1: because I feel like it is going to give a lot of people that excuse that they don't need to do fuck off. You yeah. know what I
0: mean? They like can just get by. I don't see how it couldn't. And that's just, I feel like I'm usually not this pessimistic on shit like that, but. Cause there's so many lazy fucks right now. If you gave them a paycheck, of course they're not doing it. Like, mm-hmm. how many people? How many guys do we know who have milk disability, man? Motherfucker, you work on your house all day. I've, like, I was at this Four guy's house. Or guys, you house. work on the side and and take disability. Dude, I was at this guy's house putting in a a chimney liner and a new stove. He was on uh, as far as I could, how he said it, permanent disability. He fell off a roof roofing, which is brutal that happens to a lot of guys. He climbed up on the roof with us to check out the job. And then I'm like, wait, but well, you're so disabled, you can't do... And I'm not saying he should go back to roofing, but like, probably could do something besides... Like, he was driving his fucking tractor around the yard. I'm like, dude, you're not disabled. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I, I think... And this could be something we could fix, too. It, it's more... You have, to, you have to work harder at pushing... Stuff or maybe giving opportunities or just educating people to do things, then, and maybe it would happen naturally, I don't know. So, I mean, maybe I could be totally wrong in the the kind of standpoint I've been taking on it here, and that people would naturally gravitate towards things they want if they did have more stability in their home life, you know, just the necessities cover, but I'm very skeptical, man. Because I feel like all the stories that I i see are people who had to they had to grind through all that shit and they still made it work yeah and i mean i, I don't know if you didn't have to put in that in, like you didn't have to hustle on the side with two jobs and then start the the gym or whatever it was you were trying to do if it would work as well but who, who the fuck knows I man it's just hypotheticals for sure i mean i guess it's all it's
1: definitely with alton in the way that you look at it, I mean, uh, there's there's a lot of positives, but I feel like the negative almost outweighs it, unless somebody really can really can convince me that uh, it's going to make the the negative not so, so much. So this like, is
0: actually an awesome thing too, and I know it's going on. I don't know any details. I've actually been meaning to look into it. They've tested it a few different places. I'm pretty sure even in the U.S. in one state, in like I think maybe just a certain county, like give them all a thousand bucks or two thousand mm-hmm. or whatever it was a month and just see what happens. So. That's what I think we need to do a little more before we get serious about because I bet in this next 2020 election there'll be a lot of talk about that bullshit and I just see it as more of a a debate that needs to be investigated farther before we really start going hey we should try to allocate fucking $6 billion, or trillion dollars to divide it up like this. Let's really get a better idea of how it might play out or at least how it plays out on a smaller scale and if it looks vile and this is just like a Pretty basic scientific approach to it, then be like, alright, maybe then we get serious and Bernie can talk his shit about getting all this money from fucking who knows where and throwing it into this. Who just make it? I
1: mean, can't you? I mean, honestly, like, I'm not even saying they'll make it physically. I'm saying, like, somebody will go onto a computer and add, like, multiple zeros on the end of a number. Dude, and then
0: that's what we have. You are dangerously close to sending me down the Federal Reserve rabbit hole. <laughs> tongue, right. I'm gonna bite my tongue and save it for another all right, time. We'll save it, we'll we're you. right about at the end. We went here. to a
1: lot of fucking yeah. Effort. We we segued a lot. <laughs> yeah, dude, we
0: deadlifted all over the place, man. We even got into cutting weight, you know, workouts and that. Dude, I'm i'm just gonna be fascinated as i've said it before too man as you go through the bodybuilding thing, when you actually have to to cut some weight yeah. be and all that and then refill the glycogen all, and all it's just to see how it works and how you do it and like i said before how much you'll learn about your own body doing that which is gonna be for sure cool, man. it's
1: gonna be really fucking cool and honestly i'm looking forward to seeing what what i got yeah i'm, I'm, I'm interested it's i good, that's really want a good time for you to do it too man yeah
0: 28 you've been training for like well, 29
1: i'll be 30 here in a couple months so I'm hoping it, it's prime. My I'm when I, my my goal is when I'm 30, I'll be 30 this October. So it'll be bam. That's when I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a bodybuilder 30 years old, and I want to go up there and compete with. I have no no extras. If that makes any sense to everybody, it's just me and raw raw meat and some protein mix.
0: Yeah, and that's uh. I mean, he he passed a USADA test. No, <laughs> no <laughs> picograms. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, you can even fucking
1: do it and then get off of it. I've never done it at all. Yeah, you know, I know, I I've, had, too. I've been. T- I've, been t- I've been told many times now. I didn't realize how. Protein shots
0: and creatine are the closest you have come to any. You, you never even took pre-workout supplements. No, I still don't take it. I, I tried a couple of times, but I have a. I took them, them for years, and I haven't for years. I should get yeah. my opinion out right there. I don't know. Yeah. I like coffee, man, and weed. <laughs> 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 so I'm fucking pre-workout. as a good sativa for sure
1: Sometimes I do caffeine, but I do like more
0: in a uh, in a tea for sure, green tea. I've been drinking a lot of tea lately too. Yeah, I like the, uh, a little bit stronger. I've been in on the, the coffee caffeine much longer than you. I like like yerba mate, cuer tea, stuff like that. It's going to be pretty much comparable to a coffee, maybe a little less. You just get other stuff with the caffeine, mainly being uh, theanine, which is one of the coolest little chemicals out there if no one's heard of that one it's the stuff that kind of takes the edge off caffeine in, in tea versus coffee and you can get super cheap to get at almost any grocery store if you do get jittery from coffee maybe you just love your fucking coffee habit <laughs> or you just maybe you're addicted to it, a lot of people are but you want to make it a little more reasonable taking that with the caffeine can, uh, can work wonders in so many different ways so it's only a little, uh, little supplement recommendation I'll throw out on this so I like one, it, yeah. I like it so I think, uh, I think we should wrap man it's uh, It's been a good one. I'm really I'm hyped that I was able to get down here today.
1: That oh, so, was oh, really yeah. good, we, good to see it. It's we gotta to to break, well. break
0: that down real quick. So, we've been, uh, I've just gotten hella frustrated with doing this shit. We've been trying, it's been harder to, to link up in person over the winter. We both had a lot going on, a little traveling and shit. The Skype stuff just wasn't doing it. It was coming out shitty. The calls kept cutting out. And that's more convenient. I was wondering
1: if you wanted to try the thing on Facebook.
0: I don't have Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Man. I know, but
1: just just simply for that. Can you podcast through Facebook? I did, like you can you can do video chat no problem.
0: Yeah, but that's like you can do that on in Instagram too. And I don't know how you. I don't know. You can do that in on pretty Instagram pretty too. Instagram video live. Chat? Yeah, yeah, you can go just just go live essentially and go But uh. Yeah, but you can't see the other person. Yeah, you okay. can. You can. Yeah, just split the screen. Yeah. What the fuck yeah Facebook and owns Instagram too right, so well stuff I guess I'm not up like. at all I just all outside, so, I shit. have no idea but yeah if, if that possibly but honestly man I'm not uh, I feel I'm you. not I feel about you. that at all and this so doing them online we, we did this when you you were living out here and I was uh in Vermont it they works work right I know some good, good podcasts that do it over Skype cool whatever we're just not as up on our tech stuff I don't know how to Check whatever megabytes per second you're getting. Make sure everything's gonna flow well for a podcast. Again, too frustrating, the recording it, all the the shitty audio and stuff. Uh, the advantage is we'd be able to do a lot more of them, maybe one or two a week. All I'm trying to do right now is we should just link cause this is a good thing. Because we're, I I thought, and this because this shows how long it's been too, man, far too long. I thought it was just over an hour to get here. It's, just about two. I Never. Mean,
1: you went a little bit a, a little, little farther. farther, yeah, just there. a little bit. And I yeah.
0: did, yeah, I did take the long way around Denver. But either way, we'll say roughly about two hours. A yeah. Little inconvenient. We can make that happen twice a month, and there's some dope spots we can link up in the middle. So all I'm trying to do is get in two of these live in person, and hopefully that will be conducive to the the interviewing type shit. Uh, I have some other stuff we can talk after this about that. But like we can talk for a while. We want to have. Have little like very informal kind of Rogan type interviews on this too yeah. going forward. My goal the whole time has been just really start getting into that around. After For sure, 100. especially
1: like with Jared, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. We Jared have being the first Jared's gonna be our first guest. Yeah, yeah, we. Well, yeah, we uh we don't need to elaborate on that now, but so I'm saying we we can make that work, man. Two hour drive is not convenient, but it's totally doable. And it'll be even easier. as it gets nicer. I do. I already know a couple dope spots we could go in between. So maybe we'll be able to get more than two a month. Month. That's all I'm saying. But if we just get two a month in person, I'm happy with it at this point. For sure. I, Trying to record it uh, online, I was just that was the fuckery, man. Not <laughs> like, same. Thing. It, it it got to the point where putting out a probably chopped up shitty episode once every week or so, even though we might have recorded two or three, was not worth. Yeah, trying to do Plus that. Plus, it it's frustrating because they're really good topics and we talked really... Like, we had a couple of good ones and they oh, like for got sure. There's yeah. And you never know, man. We kind of laughed about this, but there's a few lost episodes for sure. I have the audio for a few of them. It's all scrapped up. Maybe we'll I'll chop together a compilation or something of it eventually down the road. It, it, it would be funny to look back on or something like that. But for now, I think doing them live is, is good. And like I so said, we're... Coming in the Colorado spring, man. We got to get out in those mountains again. Yeah. Because it's just all we got to do that
1: Pike's Peak. So this is one of the challenges that me and you could do right now. We could put it on this pocket podcast. Is my mom's coming here in July? And she wants to drive to the top of that. I don't want to drive to the top of it. To hike I'll you. hike up and then yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, I'll. I'm. So we So I want. I want to cry, I hike it. Yeah. And even I'm if gonna, we have to have somebody pick us up, or even if it's going to be in July, like I don't know if you'll be here you know, for July, 4th of July, that's what you just figured coming, but I'm, they de- could drive up there, we could hike and meet them. Yeah, well, uh,
0: yeah, we'll we definitely... Cool like that. Definitely. We, yeah, we've talked about, about the Pikes Peak thing in the past, and I still haven't done a 14,000 foot mountain, no. They
1: say that you should try other ones, I mean...
0: Pike's oh, bad. Well, the
1: thing is, is because Pike's Peak is it's a longer, it's more drawn out. It's 13, 13 miles to the top rather than just being like a few miles to the top, you know?
0: Yeah, that's for normal people who <laughs> may, maybe like to hike. Like, let's just be real you now. Damn near this whole podcast, we're talking about fucking deadlift variation. I know, we like to fucking hike. I'm the, like, uh, the, the jujitsu, kickboxing, training, all that shit, I think we'll be good. You know what I mean? And if... <laughs> We happen to run into a starving baby mountain lion. I'll kick it in the <laughs> fucking face, <laughs> just like that little ass runner. <laughs> not gonna go uh, into that because it's been done, man. I, I was getting earlier, but like that. It, it looks like he basically stomped out a <laughs> starving little mountain lion. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. It's all good, man. But it still, it's not quite as cool as like wrestling a fucking hundred eighty pound cat. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> So we'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll wrap this one up here gmv802 at gmail is our email if anyone wants to hit us up directly for anything uh, gmv is on Instagram, Facebook I'm still, I'm fine with uh, cause I'm, I, I I like Instagram overall, but uh, I don't use it a whole lot Instagram is
1: the better I'm one I'm feeling to at like
0: just doing what we were doing before, I'm just gonna, and if, if we want to post anything, of course we will, I'm just trying to throw up a post when we get a new episode out so we can, uh, yeah, just keep uh, keep anyone who's, who's following that aware of when a new one goes out. That's all I'm trying to do with it. So either way, uh, a DM on Instagram or an email would be the best way. We check those occasionally. So if anyone wants to hit us up directly, as always, we uh, we deeply appreciate anyone who listens sure. to this whole fucking thing. Yeah. And so thank, thank you for that. Listen to us ramble on. Yeah, exactly. I hope You're there's bad. something good out of it somewhere. Yeah, I don't remember, but probably <laughs> probably hit at least one good good point through this. Hopefully a couple. There's at least a couple outlooks. Who like, knows things, for man. sure. <laughs> who fucking knows? And we'll uh we'll be back with, with more more of the same on the next one, man. Probably be up in Boulder or somewhere in between next time and, and that's another one we've said it many times. I like switching up where we do these. Yeah. And eventually when we get those really good like Bluetooth mics, which I'm waiting for something that would work well, we're gonna be doing this. Hopefully on a hike. That's our goal. That we're gonna try a, it out.
1: If we can, we gotta make it so that we're good enough. Like I gotta, I gotta do a little bit more hiking lately, but I haven't been doing too much.
0: a savage, man. <laughs> 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 like fast forward to be fucking coughing, <laughs> <Like, laughs> Maybe we'll have to take a few smoke breaks if we get out of breath. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, you know that. No, we just had that idea a while back. I think it would be awesome. I think it'd be I mean, good. At the very least. For the most part, in the the near future, we're going to be doing these at, at my house or yours or uh, somewhere in between, probably, in, in one of our trucks. We've done a few of those, and as uncharacteristic for a podcast as that is, those have been some of my favorites, man. And they come out real well. Also, how many do combos have we had sitting back in the truck while it's parked, just go on here. that DUI stuff I was talking earlier, and popping on something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but view. the thing
1: is, if it helps anybody, we're up in the woods looking off into the yeah. mountains, so...
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The uh, setting was was perfect for a uh, fucking green mountain. Yes, <laughs> 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 yes, it was perfect. So uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. And thanks, thanks again for listening. And we out.
1: Peace. <laughs>